Welcome back to Daisy's Digest. In this episode, I speak to someone who has found how to stay focused, grateful and happy despite a few setbacks. Sabrina talks all about her athletics journey and how mindfulness has helped her to get to where she is. She is so positive, patient and determined we could all learn nothing or two. I hope you enjoy it and please remember to leave me some feedback. Hi Sabrina, welcome to Daisy's Digest. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No worries. Um, so obviously it's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. Um, so my podcast is sort of focusing on mental health um, and how sport plays an impact on that and what we can do to support ourselves. Yeah. What does mental health mean to you? So when I think of mental health, I kind of think of like, maybe like my internal state of being. I think it's like how you feel, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about others, how you interpret the world, like your thoughts, your feelings. And I just generally think it's like how you are on the inside. I know like mental health sometimes has like negative connotations and some people assume when you think of mental health, you automatically think of illness, but it's not at all. I like want people to realize that mental health is everything. It could be like from feeling good about yourself, feeling bad about yourself, or you're feeling agitated or anxious. It's just how you are mentally. It's like your overall mental well-being. if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I think a lot of people, they hear mental health and they they automatically think of a negative sort of yeah. like, like a condition or an issue whereas really mental health is just like your your well-being and how you yeah. the world yeah you're a 400 meter athlete um, yeah can you tell me a bit about that and sort of when where did it all start how you got into it okay so like my earliest memory of me like running or sprinting is when i raced like the year six boys on the field. I was like in year three at the time. And I remember like I beat them. So that's kind of when I kind of knew that, oh, I'm pretty fast. (laughs) And then like from there on, I'd kind of like represent the school in so many like regional competitions and like town competitions and stuff. And it wasn't until I was like 12 years old, um, I was encouraged to join Luton Athletic Club um, and like train with like a private group and I initially started off as a high jumper, actually. So I'd high jump once a week with Luton Athletics, and then I'll just sprint one day a week as well. And then I went to English schools when I was around about 15, I think, in 2010. Um, and I, I did the 200 meters and I came second. And so then we was like, okay, like I can compete at like an English, England level, national level. And then literally from then on, I'd like compete over the twos. And then in England or in the UK, I'd say, um, we're not, we can't really jump from like 200 to 400. So as under 17, I had like two years of running the 300 meters. Um, I was pretty successful at that as well, like at a national level. And then I'd say like the first time when we really knew I was decent at the 400 is when it was our age group championships. And I think I ran like sub, what did I run? Maybe it was sub 54 at the time. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really good. And it was at the time it was a qualifying time for World Youth Championships. Um, and we went to Ukraine. That was my second time ever representing Great Britain. Um, went to Ukraine and I won. Um, coming into the race, I think I was ranked eighth. And so to win was like a really, really big deal. And it was amazing. It was really, really good. And yeah, really, really good memories from that. So, did you, yeah. Did you find like it was more, you just sort of fell into it or was it something like you realised you were good at something? So you thought, oh, I'll see how it goes. And then, as you sort of like got to know how good you were, you then pushed at it even more. 
Yeah, so um, especially with, with, with the four, because we kind of knew like I was fast, it was good, but I think I kind of had like, like natural endurance as well, so like more like power endurance. So in training and stuff, I was quite good at doing the longer stuff and I was strong and able to hold myself. And so I think the natural progression was to go up from the 300 to the 400. Um, and I remember everything was just like, I was kind of like naive to the situation, which was really, really nice because you just go with the flow and you run. And I remember I did the first round and I ran a season's best and the second round season's best. And in the final, like I did a PB. Um, so yeah, everything was really naive at the time, but it was good. Looking back now, I like, I kind of preferred it that way because you just go in with like a, you don't have any expectations of yourself. You don't really have that much pressure on yourself. Um, and yeah, you can just do your thing freely. Whereas I've kind of like struggled after that now, like my personal best is still from when I was 17 and I literally just turned 24. Um, so it's quite hard, like now looking back and thinking, this is not what the 17 year old Sabrina wanted to happen. Um, but over time I've kind of matured and I've learned that this is what it is. You've got to like embrace all the good and the bad, um, but yeah. How old were you when you won your, like your first big title? So on the international stage, yeah, that was when I was 17. So that was World Beef Championships. Um, and then the following year, I kind of had a reoccurring hamstring issue. Um, and so that kind of like inhibited my performance a little bit, but I was still able to get represent, like get selected to represent Great Britain at our World Junior Championships. And that was in Oregon in America. Again, that was amazing. But I didn't make it for the individual. I just made it for the relay. Um, but we still came away with a silver medal. And that was really good. But I remember people were like, Sabrina, why aren't you doing the individual? Why aren't you doing the individual? Um, like so, uh, other athletes from like different countries. And I was like, unfortunately, I didn't make the qualifying time for the individual, so I couldn't get selected for it. Um, that was a little bit like, ah, uh, because expectation would be the world youth champion would naturally just go to world juniors the next year. Um, but for me, that wasn't the case. And so did the relay, came out with a silver medal, still happy memories, so it was good. Yeah, so you've gone from like 17 to, to representing your country and, and winning medals and everything. Yeah. happened after that? So, because you mentioned that your PB is still for me 17. Yes, yeah. What what sort of was the next step in your sort of, I suppose, your life really? Yes. That? So basically after, so that was in the summer, um, of 2013, the following year was the hamstring issues. And then in that September, after World Juniors, I went to university. So I went to Loughborough University um, and I was still working alongside my current coach who I've been with since I was 12, so like 12 years now. Um, but we were working alongside another coach. Um, and unfortunately things didn't really work out between them. Philosophies were a little bit different. And so I was with him for a period of time and then I kind of was on my own in Loughborough. And so my coach should only come up once a week on the weekends to see me. So I kind of had to adjust and be like an athlete that was with the group um, all the time to kind of work on my own. Um, and that was quite a big adjustment for me. It was difficult. I remember when it initially happened, there was times I didn't want to go to the track because I just felt really lonely. Um, and so that was quite hard at that point. And then again, another thing happened. I had a stress fracture. So that must have been in the June, because I remember I was at our National Age Week Championships. I was performing really, really badly. Um, and my ankles hurt me a little bit. And back then, luckily, I was on funding. So I was able to get like an MRI scan from British Athletics. And they found out that I had a stress fracture. So that kind of like put everything out of the window. <laughs> and I just had to like rehab. It took me 10 months to, yeah, it took me a very, very long time to 
get back to just jogging. And that period was really difficult. So I'd say like 2015, 2016 were very, very difficult years in my athletic career. Um, Cause I'd like see my peers, they'd be like going on to represent Great Britain at a senior level. And I was at home rehabbing, watching them on the TV. And it, to be honest with you, I was quite jealous as well. And I'd be harboring this like negative energy and it wasn't nice at all. And yeah, 2015, 2016 was difficult. And I, I remember I was racing in 2016 and I didn't really want to race in meetings that were like, um, like national level because I wanted everything to be low key. I didn't really want people to see me performing badly. Um, yeah, it was it was a hard time, <laughs> but you grow, you grow and you get through it. I can imagine, I mean, going from sort of being sort of working your way up to, to your sort of optimum, like your peak at quite a young age and then yeah. having those setbacks. And again, like you say, watching your peers as well. And yeah. Wow. And you, I know I'd probably think like that should have been me or I should have been there with them. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've done a lot to sort of to change your mindset and yeah. have like a positive outlook. Like what sort of things did you start doing to help you? Like get through those tough times and change how you were feeling yeah so initially um so this was 2015 2016 and i kind i just needed i think i needed somebody to help see things clearly so i started speaking to a guy and he was like my kind of mentor and i'd meet up with him and we would just go through my thoughts and like my things about athletics and stuff and he would just let me see things with like more clarity um and it was really good for that period of time because he allowed me just to see yeah, just see my thoughts and just make me think better um, about myself and whatever. And then it got great for a period of time. And then I was able to kind of like learn on my own. So I kind of, I did psychology as a degree. So there's loads of things kind of like, I kind of learned through there that I kind of applied to myself. Um, and I started meditating. So this was in my final year of university. I was like, oh, let's just try this meditation thing. Like I'm pretty stressed out. Let's just see, I've heard really good things about it, calming you down and whatever. And I did it. And I can't lie to you, I meditated for like a minute and um, probably had the app for like two, three weeks. And then I was like, oh, it's not really working for me. I just couldn't like um, stay still in my mind and it's just a bit too much. And so I quit and I stopped. Um, and it wasn't until after I graduated when I had like a bit more time and space to do exactly what I wanted to do. I kind of took meditation a bit more seriously. And so now like I meditate every single day um, and I love it. I feel like it just like, resets my mind sometimes and just makes me feel really calm I really don't get stressed about a lot of things that I used to get stressed about and I remember I said to myself after uni I was like my peace of mind is like the most important thing yes I'm an athlete and you got good and bad times but I don't want it to stress me out anymore I feel like my mental health and my mental well-being should come first and foremost and so I kind of put that first and said yeah let's try meditation and so that's what I do and I really enjoy it and I feel like it really helps me Awesome. What would you suggest to someone who has never done it before or has tried that yourself and thought, oh, I can't do this? Would you just, would you say, just keep going? Um, or like, is there any tips you have? Yeah, so what I would say is like, the main thing is don't have any expectations from the meditation. I think when you go into something with an open mind, you're not putting too much pressure on yourself. Um, I use an app called Insight Timer and on there it's great, it's free. And it has so many kind of meditations on there. So if you want to focus on your breathing, if you want to focus on sound, if you want to focus just on like a body scan, it has so many things on there. Um, so yeah, for a beginner, I'd say just go on Insight Timer, download the app, um, just start off small, a minute, two minutes here and there, and don't have any expectations of yourself. And 
the thing is your mind will wonder so like your mind won't stay still that's just part of being a human being you, i won't sit in still for in like for an hour so things will happen but you just accept the experience as it is there's no good or bad way no right or wrong way of doing a meditation but i think it's really great to just sit with your thoughts and yeah just try and stick to it yeah i feel like us as a society especially the younger generation have really got life is busy constantly yes. doing something or constantly having to make yourself available so i know that sometimes because where i am as like a captain of a rugby team yeah if i get a message on whatsapp i can't sort of relax until i've even looked at it right yeah sort of feeling the need to constantly be available to people yeah we need to prioritize actually we need to be available to ourselves first. 100%. Yeah, yeah really good i mean i definitely think people should look into it and even at least give it a go and just sort of try and get in, in that connect with themselves well definitely constantly looking for other people and other things to do yeah exactly it is like and we we kind of live like in a distracted world as well like i think people aren't comfortable i wouldn't say being bored but not doing anything so you always want to fill your time with something and it's either like scrolling through twitter or instagram or whatever social media is or watching something but just see how it feels just to sit with yourself and just see i think mm. i think it's something people should try and explore yeah i think a lot of people could benefit from that yeah so i follow you on social media and i've seen sort of things that you write quite openly about your experiences um through your journey with athletics and everything yeah. came across um like an article you wrote on your uh, diagnosis with lupus yes yeah so, for people who don't know what that is, could you just tell me a little bit about sort of the condition and how it presents itself? Yeah, sure. So um, in 2018, in February, I got diagnosed with lupus and there's so many different kinds of lupus. Um, and my one is called, the proper name is like cutaneous lupus. And I can't really even say the last bit, it begins with an E. <laughs> um, and basically it, re it affects my skin. And so the sunlight, wait, let me not skip. Lupus is an autoimmune disease, so which means the immune system is a little bit confused and it creates inflammation. So some of itself, like it attacks itself sometimes. And for my, for me, the sunlight or the UV rays kind of trigger the skin condition, the skin disease. Mm -hmm. um, and so what happens is if I spend time in the sun or if I'm not being vigilant with my sun exposure, um, I get these like raised purples. They're kind of like a rash um, and it can be like red, raw and like scaly a bit sore sometimes, and they appear all over my chest. Um, I get it on my face, in my ears, on the back of my ears, sometimes on the back of my shoulders. Um, and I've got to use like creams um, and I take medication as well to manage it. Um, but yeah, it kind of came out of the blue. Like I remember those little, little things kept happening to me and I was like, what's going on here? Finally got referred to a dermatologist, had scans, had blood tests, had a biopsy. And yeah, they told me I had lupus. And so just something I had to manage over the time. and. As an athlete, I'm always outside and I could be so much better with my sun exposure, but I can't let you. Sometimes when it's hot, I can't, I'm not comfortable and I don't feel comfortable running. <laughs> so, yeah. but I'd be, I try to be careful. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how did that affect your, your training or sort of your like thought process towards like going for runs or a, a training session? Did that have to start being a priority with you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, um, as I said before, like my, for example, health is the first and foremost, mentally, physically, whatever. So I just had to make adjustments. And so 
I never really used sun cream before and only until I was abroad. And then I learned, okay, sun cream is really important to protect myself and protect my skin. So I've got to top up my sun cream all the time. I've got, when I'm training, I used to love being out in the sunshine and just chilling or whatever, but I had to find spaces where there was shade, have my umbrella with me, constantly wearing a hat, wearing long sleeve tops and stuff. So it's just little adjustments here and there. Um, even when like it's our like national championships and sometimes you'd have to wait outside um, before you get called onto the track. Um, and so I've just got to like, think and be mindful. It's like, okay, Sabrina, you wait in the shade. Um, so yeah, it's just little adjustments here and there. I don't think, it didn't affect me so much, but it's just being mindful of little things I used to take for granted. Um, so yeah, that's why, how it affected me really. Adjusting, isn't it? And making those little changes to, to your routines and everything. That's it, yeah. Thank you for talking about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was just thinking, as a, a rugby player and yeah. a, a women's rugby player, I find that there's still quite a lot of disparity between the women and the men. Yeah. Just because we're still evolving and we're still growing. Yeah. Is that like a similar story for the world of athletics, or do you find it's a lot more similar in terms of the men and women? Yeah, actually, I think with athletics, luckily for us, I feel like there's almost equal representation um, in terms of like men and women. Like, I feel like when you think of the fast, obviously you automatically think of the fastest man in the world um, you think about might pop into your head or whatever, but it's always the fastest man in the world. You might not automatically say the fastest woman in the world. However, I do feel like women are as equally represented in track and field. Um, the only disparity I'd say is probably like when it comes to um, like maternity and stuff and wanting to bring up a family. I think it's difficult for women sometimes because I, recently I think Alison Felix came, um, came up about it and she was saying that they didn't really want to like pay her the same money with her contract. Um, so that's kind of a difficult thing. And obviously men don't have that issue at all. Um, but hopefully like the more women speak about it, I'm seeing that they're making it, like some of the big sponsors are making adjustments, making changes um, and not really punishing a woman for wanting to have a child because that's what she wants to do. And I don't think she should be negatively affected from that. So that, that that's what I would say in terms of that um, respect. Yeah, I suppose it's just sort of open, having the conversations because of, once you have that conversation, it's out there and people could start to think about it more. Yeah. If it's just sort of kept, if it's just harboured, like, um, secretly almost, then nothing, nothing can be changed about it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you finished university now. Yeah. Um, what are you sort of working towards at the minute? Have you got any, like, exciting plans coming up in terms of athletics or just, like, other areas of your life? Um, so let me think, what have I got planned? I think mainly it's just hopefully trying to make a senior team. That's what I would want to do, so I've been trying to do for a little while now. Um, in terms of like outside of athletics, I just literally started my blog, so I hope that kind of like grows a bit more. I can kind of help more people through that. I really enjoy, like I mentor a few athletes as well, and so I really enjoy speaking to other athletes, and so I'd love for that to kind of grow, and maybe I might do a few more courses and stuff. Um, I'm also, I really enjoy mental health thing as well. So for my placement yeah, at university, I worked in a psychiatric ward. And so working somewhere in the clinical setting within mental health would be great. I might have to go back to university and maybe do a bit more studying, something that I kind of like push away a little bit, but I'd, I'll definitely consider it 100% because I, I like research as well. So yeah, there are a few things. 
and outside of that, I'd love I'd love to go back on a solo trip to Spain. I'm learning Spanish, so <laughs> I'd like to put that to test. <laughs> so you've got like a lot of little things you want to like dabble in, and yeah. also like aiming for that that senior squad. That's Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking to me, Sabrina. I've just got like five questions for you. Quick five questions. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Right, okay. So, who is your hero? My hero is going to sound so cliche. It's my mum. <laughs> my mum's my hero because I feel like she's the most selfless person I know. And so, yeah, my mum. My mum's my hero for sure. Well, I'm sure if she's anything like you, then she must be amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Um, I would say, I think just my perseverance with everything. Um, I'm really proud of myself for not giving up and for continuing, despite not being where I want to be um, and giving it a shot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of me being patient and me persevering with everything I'm trying to do. So, yeah, proud of that for myself. Awesome. Okay. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. That no. is the correct answer. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you could go back in time, where would you go? I would go, um, I'd go to Nigeria and I would go to where my parents were like teenagers. So this would probably be like the 80s, I think. Yeah. 80s late 80s just because they've lived a completely different life to how me and my siblings are living so I'd be really intrigued to see like how they grew up and what it was like for them back in that time back in Nigeria yeah I guess it's all it'd always be interesting wouldn't it, to see to live your sort of parents lives through them rather than just their stories like yeah that. exactly yeah okay final question <laughs> have you enjoyed being on Daisy's Digest yes yes definitely it's been really really good to talk to you and I'd hope we can like catch up again and do this again but yeah really really enjoyed it so thank you yeah no thank you for coming on I mean it's been a brilliant conversation and I think lots of people listening could definitely take some things away from you about being patient and just persevering and trying the mindfulness of the meditation yeah for sure well thank you Sabrina for coming on today it's been lovely having you Thank you very much for having me and hopefully see you soon. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did when speaking to Sabrina. Her outlook on life is somewhat inspirational and I think we could all learn a thing or two. I just know that Sabrina will be successful in whatever route she takes and I wish her all the luck with her training and future athletic ambitions. Be sure to give her a follow and keep up to date with her up and coming blog and her future successes. And remember, be patient and mindful. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I can't wait to bring you the next one. But until then, stay up to date on social media by following Daisy's Digest podcast. You can also follow me on Spotify or favourite me on Anchor FM. I look forward to hearing your feedback and I'll see you next week.